This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 78 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Back on Track, with the generous support of Equestrian Collections and Kentucky Performance Products. this week's show, we have some inspiring young American dressage riders, including Caroline Rothman and Megan Davis. This is Chris Stafford in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Mary Lordson in Harvard, Massachusetts, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Mary. Welcome back. Hi, Chris. Great to hear you. Oh, it's great to have you back. It's been a little while. I know you've been extremely busy. A lot has happened in the last few weeks, huh? Yeah, it sure has. I, I think I'm busier than ever. Um, with the horses and a lot of things outside of it as well. Well, that's wonderful. And have you been competing? I haven't. Show season is over. Dressage okay. Devon was the last show of the season for us, um, and it was a great one to wrap up my young rider years. Actually, that's kind of the first time I've said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little crazy that uh, young riders is over. But um, I, as of right now, I'm just working on training and trying to keep a clear goal set for next season to start right back up in the professional world. How does that feel? <laughs> um, I, I don't think it's too daunting for me as of right now. I, I feel pretty positive about the whole thing. I'm, I'm just going to, you know, ride the same, train the same, and, and not think about anything too differently. Um, of course, I've, I've been teaching already for two years now, so that's, that's not really a new task to worry about. So I, I feel pretty prepared for the big jump. And we should also mention, of course, you do some other activities that are not related to horses, don't you? <laughs> I do. Uh, probably the biggest one that is completely on the other end of the scope is um, my modeling career, which is um, definitely starting to go somewhere now that I've signed with an agent. And uh, it seems like I'm getting more and more jobs left and right, casting calls and photo shoots. And it's that's really exciting and something that... I definitely like to pursue on the side. Um, I'm also doing a lot of work with a Brain Science Foundation, um, which I'm very passionate about. I'm working with their social media because I think everybody out there knows that I love to tweet on Twitter and <laughs> work on Facebook. So this is like a joy job for me. <laughs> it doesn't seem like much of a job because I love to do it so much. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. And of course, teaching. And that's that's a lot of fun right now, too. As you said, you're still up in Massachusetts, and it's starting to turn cold, I'm sure, up there. Do you, are you teaching indoors or outdoors, Mary? Um, I'm teaching out, outdoors mostly right now, but we'll all start to move to the indoors shortly. The footing's still super. Um, we haven't, we've had probably one mild freeze so far, um, but it's, it's not bad. It's not too bad. The one thing I can't stand about this time of year is the time change. That's the worst part of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We all have to do that for the most part. Well, for the most part, it, it would be interesting to live in the states that don't change their time over uh, yeah. in the states here. Of course, most countries do, but we have well, two or three states here in the U.S. that don't change their clocks, don't they? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, I think I would highly enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I'm more of an afternoon person than a morning person. So I Oh, can, is that right? I, I love the later part of the day to get work done. 
Well, it's very exciting, all these things that are happening to you, Mary. We're just thrilled for you. So I'm glad you could come back on the show. We've got a great show this week. As you know, two of your great friends, Caroline Rothman and Megan Davis, who've been making headlines, literally making headlines with their achievements. And we're going to have them a little bit later on in the show. I'm delighted to have them on. They're both great friends of yours, aren't they? Yes, Megan and I both competed on the uh, Young Rider team at the North American Young Rider Championships this past year, um, which was great to be on a team with her, and we've known each other for years, um, being in the same region. And Caroline, I met a few years ago as well, and we've stayed in contact, so they're both great girls. Well, this is an inspirational Young Rider episode then, isn't it? And you said you're just out of, I think you're all the same age, you're all 21, aren't you? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Well, what a team there. I think we'd maybe have a future U.S. team right here on the Dressage <laughs> Radio Show. <laughs> that would be neat. Well, terrific. Well, well, we'll get to those a little bit later on in the show, Mary. But before we do, we've got a couple of items of news this week. And we're delighted to uh, announce that the uh, FEI awarded the Best Groom Award to British groom Michelle Tipper. Congratulations, Michelle. She won that award. It was presented to her during the FEI General Assembly in Taipei last week. Michelle is a former young international rider and a national netball player. And she's worked for the British champion Nikki Barrett and subsequently freelanced for international and national riders, including Paralympian Simon Lawrence at the 2008 Paralympic Games and current world champions Sophie Wells and Emma Sheardown at the 2010 World Equestrian Games right here in Kentucky. So huge congratulations. And it's great to have those grooms recognized, Mary, isn't it? Oh, it certainly is. They deserve so much credit because they turn out our horses the best that they can be, and they take super care of them as well. I'm going to see if we can't get Michelle to come on the Dressage Radio show here too so we can hear her story. It would be great to uh, have that opportunity. I'd love to get the grooms involved. So uh, congratulations again, Michelle, for that uh, win. And and what an honor. We'll hear from Caroline a little bit later on, you know, about the honor of being... Uh, getting that call and being award, given an FEI award and traveling to Taipei. And Caroline yeah. is going to tell us that what that felt like to get, to get that call. So we'll hear from her too and as they were all out in Taipei together. Well, another sad item of news on this uh, week's new, news uh, on the show is that Swedish rider Louise Nathorst lost her Grand Prix partner Guinness last week after the stallion suffered from ataxia and had to be euthanized. The Danish warm-blood stallion by Dolomit was 20 years old. And under Louise, he was a Swedish champion in 2000 and silver medalist in 2006. They finished 31st in the Grand Prix at the Athens Olympics and were also on the Swedish team at the 2001 won a 2005 European Championships as well as the 2006 World Cup Finals. A terrible loss for, you know, it's always sad to lose a horse. Um, you'd think 20 years is a good age, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Had a good innings, but uh, horrible to watch a horse suffering from ataxia. Have you ever come across that, Mary? Luckily, I haven't, um, but I can't even imagine what it would be like. For those of you who are wondering what a tax is, if you haven't come across it, it's actually a neurological condition that uh, consists of a, gr- a lack of uh, coordination of the muscle movement, ba- basically, and, you know, just very horrible to, to watch a horse suffering. Um, but anyway, we wish Louise well, and hopefully she'll have other horses uh, to distract her from her loss. Well, we're going to um, hear from U.S. Dressage Federation's Catherine Robertson now because, uh, you know, I know that you're involved in the USDF and in the youth committee, Mary, and you'll be heading down to Florida 
uh, in yes. just a few weeks? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's always so much fun to attend the conventions, and I, I think my role is um, a really important one and a great one to be a part of is just promoting youth programs for the USDF. So I'm very proud to be a part of the USDF. Well, great. Well, let's uh, let's hear from them um, about what's to look forward to at this year's uh, convention and symposium. Well, I'm joined now by Catherine Robertson from the U.S. Dressage Federation, who's going to tell us all about what's happening at your annual convention and symposium this year. It's coming up very shortly, isn't it, Catherine? Yes, it is, Chris. Um, this year uh, we'll be in Jacksonville, Florida, for the Adequin USDF National Convention and Symposium. The convention runs from December 1st through the 3rd and will include the business meetings and educational sessions featuring Dr. Hillary Clayton, Dr. Jenny Susser, Dr. Emily Lamprick, and Johan Schleza. Um, our symposium program will be held on December 4th and the 5th at the Jacksonville Equestrian Center. Our program will feature the new USEF tests that are effective December 1st of this year. Barry Rockwell and Lilo Four will be our featured presenters and will give both the judges and instructors perspective on the tests, address the new movements, and give tips on how to improve your scores. We're fortunate to have riders from Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, and South Carolina join us this year to demonstrate the introductory through fourth level tests. As an added treat, Lynn Palm will also be joining us as a demonstration rider. For information or to register for the convention and symposium, visit the USDF website at www.usdf.org. You can pre-register at a discounted rate through November 26th, and youth under the age of 21 also have special rates. If you miss the pre-registration deadlines, you can register on-site. Terrific. Well, thanks for that, Catherine. I will look forward to it. I know I'm going to be down there catching up with you all and so, and get some sunshine down in Florida. Yes, you are, and we're excited to have you join us this year. Thank you so much, Catherine. We look forward to seeing you down there. And again, to everybody, it's uh, just a couple of weeks away now before uh, everybody heads down for the U.S. Dressage Federation's convention and annual symposium. So be sure to mark your calendar, get your booking in, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in sunny Florida. Well, I'm looking forward to going down there. Looking forward to seeing you in just, what, two or three weeks' time, Mary? Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Again, convention is an awesome event to attend, and you've got the symposium, and I think it's great that you're going to be there this year. Looking forward to it, Mary. Well, um, we're going to take a short break here. To, uh, Glenn's going to bring us up to date with some product news from Back on Track, and then when we come back, we're going to hear from uh, Caroline Rothman. There's a company that we just love that offers products to improve lifestyle and mobility, and they have been the mainstay in European therapeutic therapies for many years. Plus, they are used and endorsed by many of the top dressage, eventing, and show jumping riders worldwide. We are talking about back on track, of course. If you're looking for a quality holiday gift for any horse lover that will truly benefit their horse, then look no further than any of Back on Track's products, including exercise boots, bell boots, saddle pads, sheets, and so much more. You can find all of their products at BackOnTrackProducts.com. That's BackOnTrackProducts.com. Or give them a call at 888-758-9836. That's 888-758-9836. Well, as I said earlier, Caroline Rothman was in Taipei recently and receiving the FEI Rising Star Award. And Caroline was just overjoyed to get that call. And we're going to hear from her now how that all came about, how she was nominated and how she got to win this prestigious award. So uh, let's get Caroline on the line. 
Now, Caroline, welcome to the Dressage Radio Show, and thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's great to have you here on after what has been an absolutely amazing couple of weeks for you, a whirlwind. There you were traveling all the way to Taipei to win this prestigious HSBC Rising Star Award. Have you come back down to earth yet? Oh, um, I'm still having to pinch myself. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's still shocking, but uh, the jet lag has brought me down quite a bit <laughs> upon my return to the U.S. So, um, but yeah, I'm so thrilled and honored and just, I I'm still uh, still pinching myself. So, well, I'm sure you have the video and the photographs. As indeed, uh, we will be using what the photograph of you in a gorgeous red dress, standing there with Her Royal Highness Princess Haya. Do you actually remember those moments, or is it all a dream? Oh, I actually I do remember them. I was so nervous having to get up in front of all of these um, very important people in the equestrian community and um, get up on a stage, which I'm terrible with public speaking. <laughs> and, uh, I could feel my heart um, beating pretty fast, but I, I do remember it. She was uh, Princess Haya was um, wonderful to to meet, and uh, it was it was a great experience. So I will always remember it. But. Did you have to speak at all or just to thank Her Royal Highness? Oh, no, I had to speak. <gasps> I, um, I had to get up and speak. Um, uh, they asked questions and, and um, sort of a little interview, um, but on stage. So uh, I, was, I was very nervous. <laughs> well, very, very nervous. You looked a million dollars there in your red dress and red heels. I mean, uh, but, but we should remind everyone you're only 21, but you, you probably felt like a princess yourself. Um, yeah, they were laughing. They, they teased me and asked if they could see my passport, um, make sure I was of age. But, um, no, it was, uh, it was really a wonderful experience and it's fun to get to dress up, uh, out of your riding britches, uh, every once in a while. So I enjoyed it. Well, tell us, Caroline, did you know that this was coming? When, when, when did you hear that you'd won the award? It's it's actually a very funny story. Um, in order to be eligible, you have to be nominated. Um, I was nominated by Mary Phelps, who has dressage daily, who's wonderful, and I still um, can't thank her enough for just even thinking that I could be nominated for this. <laughs> but um, anyway, I didn't even know about it about eight days before I was supposed to get on a plane. Um, I got a call, and I was actually on a horse, and I noticed a, a Swiss number um, and uh, thought I'd pick up the phone. And, well, <laughs> surprise, surprise, you want to come to Taipei. And, um, you, you know, you know how the story goes from there. So, <laughs> Well, did they, did they help you with your travel? How did you organize it at such short notice? Oh, it was, um, it was absolutely crazy um, finding... Every, getting everything organized was quite challenging, but um, the FEI um, handled the travel arrangements, um, which is great. So I didn't have to worry about anything um, on the, you know, on the Taipei end of it. But you know, getting getting a dress and getting everything and making a speech and it was it was stressful as well as riding my horses and making sure everything went smoothly while I was gone. So. Um, well, when you heard um, that, when the phone rang and you knew it was Switzerland and you had that news, Caroline, did you just about fall off your horse? Uh, I did. I 
I was with um, my mother actually, and I <laughs> she she thought something was very wrong. She you know, obviously couldn't hear the other end of the phone, and um, she said, "I think I looked like I had seen a ghost." <laughs> um, and then I, I explained it to her, and we kind of both were in shock. And and then we you know it sort of sets in, and you're happy, and then we panicked because it was like you know no time at all to get everything arranged. So, um, but but yes, it was totally surprising. Um, you know. Wow. <laughs> a, a, a real wow moment. So we, you were off to the stores to find a dress for the occasion. Actually, it's a funny story. Um, a, a friend uh, of the family actually lent me the dress. So I have heard a thing for that. Um, not too many people are my height and, uh, and size, so it worked out well that she was and had the perfect dress for me. Well, we should ask you about your height, Caroline, because I know you're wearing <laughs> heels, and I know I've stood next to Princess Hyas, so I know approximately how tall she is, but you're pretty darn tall. How tall are you? Um, I'm, uh, I like to say I'm 5'12", but I'm obviously <laughs> 6 feet. Um, I, I laugh because when, when I was actually there, the interviewer, of course, on stage in front of all these people pulled out a box him to stand on <laughs> which is terribly funny but um also a bit embarrassing so um yes i did have heels on they were small heels it's hard to find dress shoes that are flat so um i was towering over princess Haya. yes <laughs> well what an occasion for you and uh, i mean and not just to go the other side of the country but to get on a plane and go all the way to chinese taipei is not somewhere you go every month or every year is it <laughs> No, it's funny because I really never, um, it was never a place that I really wanted to travel. Um, there's so many places within the country as well as um, Europe and the surrounding areas. Um, it was never, I was never really big into going to Asia. And um, it's great I did because I really enjoyed it. And now if I had an excuse to go back, I would. Um, so it really ended up being a, a very memorable trip. Um, and, you know, I got to do quite a bit of sightseeing. We um, We didn't go just for that occasion we you know we stayed an extra couple of days so that we could you know regroup and adjust and not get right back on a plane but also to sightsee and see a bit of the country so that was it was wonderful now when you say we who traveled with you caroline oh <laughs> um, my my father accompanied me um over there so that was, that was great to have him with me so he was quite happy to take some days off to get on the on the plane and go with you halfway yeah. around the world <laughs> Yes, he. Um, I don't think he would have missed it um, for anything. He was so excited for me as well as my mother was, of course. But um, he he made the, the trip with me. Well, tell us about your parents. What are their names and what do they do? Mm-hmm. Uh, my father is Stuart Rothman, um, and he is a um, real estate guy, <laughs> houses and, uh, you know, properties and things like this. And my mom is Andrea Nason, and she is, she's also in real estate um, sales. Um, so they have, they're divorced, but they have that in common and are still very good friends. So, uh, Do you have any siblings? I do. Um, I have a half-brother, um, my, my father's son um and he um has nothing to do with horses but is always very supportive and we're very close so so were you the first one in the family then to get this the dressage hitch um actually yes um my mother always grew up riding and whatnot but she was always into show jumping and um eventing and as, as a kid so uh she 
I'm sure thinks I'm terribly boring, but um, she loves horses, so she's happy that this is what I've uh, chosen to do. And when did you start your chosen career then as a dressage rider? Because I believe you're full-time now in, in riding school, as they say. Um, yes, yes. When, when did you get into and how did you get into dressage, Caroline? Um, it's a funny story. I grew up in real uh, New England hunt country um, where fox hunting and, you know, this sort of thing was, was really it. Um, and uh, the horse that my mother bought for me um, on a very limited budget was... Um, 24 years old and uh he had been a show jumping horse but obviously uh was not doing that anymore and all he could do was flat work so uh i did flat work and um we ended up um needing an indoor arena for the winter one year and went to a farm and it happened to be a dressage stable and i started uh sort of just like that um it wasn't intentional or anything and maybe if i had had a a different horse i would have gone a, a different route but um because of him that's you know what I've done and I've basically stuck with that um you know consistently so um I started dressage I was 11 when I got him so just 11 years almost 11 years ago then you've been focusing on dressage of course you're based in Wellington Florida as I said earlier which which is a great place to be based uh, certainly for the winter circuit do you travel a lot to competitions around the country Caroline, how do you how do you plan all, all your schedule from where you are? Well, you know, um, we're very lucky here in Wellington. Um, first, I actually should say that I'm not from here. I'm from outside of Boston, uh, Massachusetts. So um, we moved here when um, when we decided that, when I decided that this is what I wanted to do. Um, I had been spending summers away from home and um, talking about um, you know moving away from home to be able to be down in Florida, and my parents just really wanted to be a part of my life more than that and, um, you know, made a move basically cross-country for me, um, which landed us in Wellington. And um, I, you know, we've lived here for six years now, but um, the showing is very easy here. You know, we have everything right in our in our backyard, basically. So I don't have to travel. I usually, you know, our national championships, um, which I've been lucky enough to attend um, all these years, um, are obviously out of state mostly, um, but I, I've never really had to go anywhere else. Um, we have enough shows here that that it's, you know, we don't have to. Sometimes we've gone to Raleigh Horse Show or Devon or Saugerties, but not out of necessity, more out of uh, lack of shows going on down here during those months. So. Now, you train with Lars Peterson, of course, a well-known Olympian, and and you, you, you've been obviously competing with young horses, winning the five-year-old five uh, championship there at the uh, Tressage Championships, Caroline. Tell us about the horses that you have and the, those that are competing now. Yeah, um, I'm very lucky. I have uh, quite uh, a few nice horses to get to ride every day. Um, the horse that won the five-year-old championships um, I've had since he was three. He's um, wonderfully talented and I'm madly in love with him, but um, I got him through Lars. He um, sort of made the horse available for me to to own. Um, I've ridden him. I've been the only one, really. Um, so it's been a wonderful experience. He's uh, coming six now. He came reserve champion um, in the four-year-old championships um, two years ago. Um, so he's had quite the uh, show record um, for such a young guy. Um, and I hope to compete him um, in the six-year-old championship. 
and if I get really lucky, to compete him um, and qualify him for fair in the World Championships in Germany. Um, I have um, my old-time partner who's brought me to juniors, young riders, and um, the I-1 Championships last year, or this year, um, Bulgari 5. Um, I've had him for seven years now. Um, he's turning 16. He's my old partner. He'll be with me forever. He's worth his weight in gold. Um, he will do the I-1 again, Prison Georgia I-1 again this year. Um, and then down the road, I'll look to uh, probably lease him to an, a junior young rider, um, you know, after that. But um, I also have uh, a horse I've had about a year and a little bit now. Um, he's an eight-year-old gelding that Lars got for me um, in, in Denmark. He um, is also wonderful and sweet, and I hope to um, do my first Grand Prix um, and his first Grand Prix this season. Um, Brentina Cup and maybe Young Horse Grand Prix on him. And <laughs> I have uh, a horse I've had since he was five, four turning five, um, who I've had. Um, I'm, I'm counting, Caroline. Is... I'm counting. <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, he's uh, now eight years old. His name is Pi. Um, we've had a very um, rocky road to where we're at now. Um, at one point, he actually had a year off from injury we never thought he would come back and he underwent this crazy surgery um which turned out so far to have fixed him but he um i hope to do in the developing horse uh classes and also Prince george i want open if it goes well so those are sort of my main horses right now and i have a, a wide selection of client horses that i'm riding and uh selling for people also but i could keep you on here all day if i went to this so, <laughs> so i won't do that well, that's quite a lot of horsepower. You're obviously very, very <laughs> serious about this. And talk about a rising star. To win the Rising Star Award, I think, is uh, pretty appropriate for what you've achieved and, and where you look like you're going. It sounds like you want to make it all the way to the top by listening to you, Caroline. <laughs> well, it's been my dream to uh, to compete Grand Prix and um, hopefully represent the U.S. Um, at some point in my career. Um you know, it's, it's, I'm living my dream and how many people can say that? I'm so lucky. I have supportive family and friends and I have everything going for me. So I just am going to keep, you know, riding my horses and learning and, and seeing where it takes me. But of course I have, um, you know, I, I have big dreams. <laughs> and a full-time job right now with all those horses and, and clients. What a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful situation to be in, Caroline. There. So where can we expect to see you this coming winter season down in, in Florida? Will you be out there competing throughout the Winter Equestrian Festival? Um, I will. I will probably be at every horse show. Um, I don't, you know, mostly CDIs, uh, high performance qualifiers, and maybe a schooling show here and there for some of the younger horses. But I'll be, uh, I hope to be everywhere um, this this winter. So, yep, I will be here. <laughs> Terrific. Well, being as busy as you are, do you have time to do anything else for fun? I mean, at your age, you, there's, there's so many choices out there. What do you do for fun? Oh, um, well, I, I, I certainly try to make time for other things, but, um, you know, it, uh, the days do get long. Um, I, I do enjoy traveling, and um, we uh, have, I've been caught fishing in, in canals down here and bike yeah. <laughs> rides, and I'm, I'm, a simple, I'm a simple girl, and uh, I just enjoy, you know, nice, relaxing days and beautiful Florida weather, so... <laughs> um, 
Who are your heroes, Caroline? Oh, goodness. Well, both of my parents are wonderful, and um, I, you know, I look up to them tremendously. Um, as far as famous people, um, I um, I really um, have always looked up to, um, oh, I've always looked up to Anki Van Grinsman, um my whole life since I was little. Um, she's been a, a huge, you know, role model and, and whatnot. Um, also, I have to say that my current uh, horsey role model, I guess, is Laura Betzelsheimer, um, who everybody is probably aware of now because of her amazing horse, Mistral. Um, I, you know, Lars Peterson's amazing. Um, I have, and there's too many to name. <laughs> too many there's to name. Many well, to many name. of them, of course, have been here on the Dressage Radio Show, as well as my co-host this week, of course, Mary Lawrence, and I know is a good friend of yours. And we're also going to be talking to Megan Davis as well a little bit later on in the show. And I know you know her too. And you know, you know, it's a great community of young people. So you must feel really very special to stand out amongst all of them now, winning this fantastic <laughs> award, Carol. Well, I'm I'm very lucky, but you know there's um, so many deserving riders out there. So I just I just got lucky with this one. But it is a, it's a great community, and you know um, those of us that have stuck around and and sort of made this our path. You know, it's there's not so many um, that really end up going with it. And and when when you see those girls like Megan and, and Mary and Cassie, and you know it's uh, we're all you know, we all sort of have that in common. So it's, it's wonderful. It brings a lot of people together. It certainly does. Well, we want to thank you so much for joining us this week, Caroline. Again, a huge congratulations on that award. It's absolutely fabulous. And we're, we're going to be following you now and hopefully get you back on the show over the winter and we'll catch up with you while you're down there on the circuit. Well, thank you again. It's been wonderful. So I'll have to uh, tune in and hear what everybody else has got to say coming up. So. Absolutely. There you go. And uh, tell all your friends about the Dressage Radio Show. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you. Well, congratulations again to Caroline. What an amazing honor. Can you imagine getting that call, Mary, and being whisked to the other side of the world? Yeah. Well, I, I saw all of Caroline's updates on Facebook mentioning that she was in Hong Kong or Taipei, um, and, and I was like, what on earth is a dressage rider doing over there? <laughs> and then it all started to come together once I started seeing the news. That I, and it was just its crazy. I think that's, it's such an honor to re- receive such a high award. It certainly is, and a huge congratulations again to Caroline. Wonderful to have her on show, and we will have her back as the season unfolds. Be down there in uh, Florida, and I know you'll be heading down there to Florida too, won't you, Mary? I will. I can't wait to sunshine. Yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) To some warmth. You do go to bed dreaming of that warmth when you come in from the barn. (laughs) Yes, yes. I try to picture palm trees before I fall asleep, and I keep telling Rosie that soon this will all be over. When do you the actually cold. head? When do you actually head down there? Um, it looks like we're going to head down uh, mid-January, and I'm going to head down. Hopefully, this is what is kind of a tentative plan that I'll head down before my mother uh, with Rosignol, and then she'll come come down with a couple other horses. Wonderful. Yeah. Nice to look forward to that after the holidays. It sure is. All right. Well, Glenn's got some product news for us from Equestrian Collections, and then we, when we come back, we're going to hear from another great friend of yours, Megan Davis.
We've been speaking a whole lot in recent weeks about looking to equestrian collections for all of your fall and winter needs. They have all the top brands in winter wear for you and your horse. Well, in addition to winter, believe it or not, it is now November and time to start thinking about holiday gift giving. There's no better place to find those equestrian gift ideas than at Equestrian Collections. They have thousands of choices for all of your gift-giving needs at some fantastic prices. Whether it is for that guy, girl, or equine in your life, you will find it all at EquestrianCollections.com. Get that holiday shopping started early at EquestrianCollections.com. Well, Megan Davis had won an amazing, had an amazing year, as you know, Mary, with her horse Bentley, and she now is going to be on her way to Frankfurt in just a few days' time to represent the U.S. at the FEI World Cup Dressage Finals for Young Riders, a, a terrific honor. And she was as excited as you would expect her to be at making that trip, her first time over there as a competitor and traveling with her horse. So uh, let's hear from Megan. Well, hi, Megan. Welcome to the Dressage Radio Show. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for uh, inviting me. This is awesome. Well, it's great to have you on the show on what must be a very, very busy time for you, getting ready to go to Germany, making your debut over there, too. Are you just overwhelmed with excitement? Yeah, there's a lot of excitement and some nerves, definitely, going into this huge competition, the first one of my life. Um but I'm very excited. I have a lot of support behind me, and I'm very grateful for it. Well, of course, going over to Germany is one thing, but taking a horse as well, that's something else. And riding internationally for the first time, as you said, that's something else too. Tell us about the preparations now, because we're just uh, just a couple of weeks, three weeks away. When do you actually leave um, to go to Germany, Megan? My tentative flight schedule is 7 a.m. on December 8th. December 8th. Okay, so you'll be over there then for a few days. The competition runs from the 15th to the 19th there in Frankfurt, right? Yes, correct. So you'll fly then, and when will Bentley fly? Bentley and I fly on the same plane. Oh, you do? So yes, you do. Uh, you're going to accompany him. Well, that's fantastic. Now, are you nervous about that? Have you ever f- flown with your horse anywhere before? I've never flown a horse before. Um, Bentley flew over from Denmark years ago. So I'm hoping he remembers a nice, easy ride, and he'll be calm and relaxed for ours. Well, we should mention that Bentley, as you said, is a Danish warm blood, owned by uh, Kelly Roretto. Now, how did you come up, uh, upon this ride, and how long have you been riding him, Megan? I've been riding Bentley for two years, and his owner, Kelly, bought a pony from me almost five years ago. He was my first FEI pony. She bought him for her niece, and I became very friendly with her niece. Um, I know Kelly quite well. She's like an aunt to me. And Kelly bought Bentley for her niece, and he was just, you know, a little bit too much. Julia, her niece, was 12 years old, and Bentley was a hot-headed Danish warm blood, and they just they didn't quite click enough. So Kelly was going to sell him, and Kelly's husband, John Rocco of Bedminster, New Jersey, loved Bentley so they decided to keep him and Kelly offered me the ride on him and it's the partnership ever since. Well tell us about him what what kind of uh, a, a horse is he a Danish woman how, how big is he? He's 16 too. And how tall are you? I'm 5'6". So he's a good fit for you? Yes. And what kind of uh, temperament does he have what what how would you characterize your partnership with him? 
Um, Bentley is a hothead. (laughs) (laughs) He knows he's very good at what he does. And we, um, my dad and I joke and say there's a fine line between genius and insanity. And sometimes he crosses that line (laughs) and, um, people that know him know he can rear and buck and carry on and all other sorts of non-dressage things. (laughs) But, uh, we... You know, I trust him, and he trusts me, and uh, within the first month I had him, I spent every single day with him in his stall. I was, like, in his face at all times because he was standoffish, and now he's an absolute mush, and if I whistle, he's at the gate ready to come inside. (laughs) Wow. Now, you've scored tremendous, you've reached some tremendous scores with him, 70.475, was it, for your um, average score? for uh, qualifying for this uh, competition now it, you you obviously you're the you're young rider dressage champion as we as we said national champion that title in itself megan must be really exciting to think you've got that far with him yeah um it was really exciting the first day bentley and i came out at nationals and we did quite well we won and then the second day bentley crossed that line between genius and insanity and almost <laughs> fucked me off <laughs> But, you know, I kept saying to myself, if I don't stay on, I can't win. So I was staying on that horse. (laughs) And, you know, I came out on top, and I was very proud to win that title. Well, it certainly is a wonderful thing to to have won that title, much less to get a ticket to go to Germany. Now, tell us us what he's like then. If that's what he's like when you're on him, how is he when you're off him? Um, He is... As calm as could be in a stall <laughs> at home. At shows, he can be a little funny. He gets nervous if there's noises behind him. But um, I try to stay with him as much as possible and just keep his mind on other things. So what do you think he'll he'll be like traveling all that way to Germany and flying? You hope he'll remember when he flew over the ocean before. But w- does he have the kind of temperament when he's actually got to concentrate and, you know, and just settle down and travel that he'll get on with it and behave? Yes. We actually, one thing that has helped within the past couple of months is we put him on um, Equine Calm Performance by Mushroom Matrix. And it helps him focus a lot more. And it's just brought his temperament down a notch and it's really helped me um the past three cdis we've gone to we were undefeated and i could just feel his focus um on me versus looking at the crowd so tell us about this trip then you know you fly over on the 8th of december over to germany where do you fly from and to because you're up in new york as we said what what's your travel plans look like well, we have to get to JFK at 12 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> he has to be at JFK for five hours prior to um, our departure. Right. And we get to Frankfurt in the evening around, well, actually at night, 10 o'clock at night. And we he stays a whole day there. And then we go to Anne-Katrin Lindenhoff's farm, the Schahoff, in Frankfurt as well for several days until the actual 15th. And then they ship the Canadian, Jamie Holland, and I over to Frankfurt, the city, for the competition. So who will be traveling with you then, Megan, and who will be training you and preparing you for this competition? Brandon comes over two days after Bentley and I get there, so he has time to settle in and shake off the jet lag. 
I'm sorry, say that again, Megan. I think I, I just lost you for a second. Um, Lendon gets to go with, comes over two days afterwards. Lendon Gray, Gray, that is, of course, a friend of yeah. ours on the show here, yeah. And my parents, my dad's hoping to fly with me and Bentley as well, and my mom will fly over with Lendon. Okay, now tell us your parents' names. Uh, my mom is Karen Davis, and my father is Bill Davis. Okay, and now are they really horsey, or have, and, and were they before you got into this, or you just made them horsey parents? I made them horsey parents. <laughs> they wanted nothing to do with horses, and my grandfather was actually the real animal lover in our family, and he actually took me one day and told me not to tell my parents and took me pony shopping. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He wanted me to have a little pony, and um, my first horse was Geronimo. Uh, 18-year-old paint gelding. A paint? Okay. Yeah. So So that's, is that how you got started in dressage, or were you doing other things then at that time? Well, um, I had been riding dressage for a year at that point. Um, been riding for three years. I went towards dressage when I was seven. Okay. Okay. So now, now why do you think you've settled into this sport of dressage? Because it's so exacting and there, you, there are so many other things you could do that would might be a little bit more exhilarating, like galloping cross country <laughs> or jumping, show jumping or raining. There are so many choices. What is it that's gotten you captured in the bug of dressage? Well, I think part of it is I'm a perfectionist and a control freak. <laughs> So dressage fits my personality perfect. Well, at least you're candid about that, Megan. So you know <laughs> you know what suits you best, and it sounds as if you're very ambitious too. So what's in store for you? And tell us a little bit more about, about the other horses. Do you have other horses apart from Bentley that you're riding now? Yes, I do. Um, I have a four-and-a-half-year-old that I'm training, um, a six-year-old, a seven-year-old, and I have a 14-year-old that's for sale. Wow. So now you're riding all of these every day? Every day, plus um, a seven-year-old American warm blood five days a week. And I travel to another farm over in Dutchess County. It's about 45 minutes away from me twice a week to ride a horse there. Now, what else do you do when you're not riding your horses? Uh, I'm, I do all of the barn work at my farm. We have a 12-stall boarding facility. I'm the manager, the bookkeeper, the groom, the stall mucker i mean i do everything you do everything do you so you're obviously very busy and at 21 years of age just as we heard earlier caroline rothman your friend caroline is also 21 so the two of you together with my friend here mary lauritsen you well the three of you could be pretty dangerous we could we could be talking to here to the a future team uh, the u.s uh, dressage team in the future because you're all ambitious you all want to make the the team what is driving you to make you that successful megan i know you said you're a perfectionist but what is driving your ambition and who are your heroes that are inspiring you to do that well my number one idol is definitely courtney king die um, I wear a helmet when I show, when I school my horses, when I go out for a hack, I always wear a helmet. Um, she's, you know, an absolute um, great inspiration to young kids and young adults as well. And she's definitely my number one idol, along with Lendon Gray as well. So are they the inspiration driving you and motivating you to, to make it onto the team then one day? 
um, both of them as well as my parents, you know, they've supported me with everything I've ever wanted to do with horses and everything else in life. And I would love to be able to get on a team and show that their support and hard work really paid off for me. So what's in store for you then? Um, we know Caroline and others, you know, go down to Florida for the winter or are based in Florida. What would your winter look like when you get back from Germany, Megan? What would your plans be over the winter? Well, after the competition, I go for four weeks to Huberta Schmitz for training. And then uh, Bentley and I fly home to New York, and I pack up my trailer and ship seven horses down to Florida. <laughs> wow. Wow. You have a lot on your plate then, so you're going to have a really busy winter. Will you be down there for the whole of the winter season? Yes, I will. So lots of competing, too. We'll have to catch up with you when you're down there as well and see how it's going. Will you come back on the show and uh, give us a report? I think we ought to have, to have you and Caroline on together. Yeah, that would be so much fun. It really would. Well, Megan, again, a huge congratulations on winning that championship and, and heading out there to Germany. We want to wish you the very, very best of luck. Safe travels. Tell Bentley has to behave himself while you're <laughs> on him, not, not just in the barn, but while you're on him as well. No uh, fancy pranks there in Germany, okay? Oh, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be following you with interest, Megan, and I hope you'll come back on the show. Oh, definitely. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, thank you very much. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, good luck to Megan. We will try and catch up with her um, during uh, her visit over there. She, as, as you heard, she's going to be there for a few weeks, taking advantage of some training. A wonderful opportunity. Mary, have you been to Germany at all? I have been. I, I went back in 2006 to watch the World Equestrian Games. So I definitely have seen um, just how great of a program they run there, and uh, it's definitely an opportunity of a lifetime. I hope to get over there sometime myself with the horses because it's it's just you know unlike any any other place as far as training. Well, a wonderful, wonderful opportunity, and we want to wish Megan again the very best of luck on that trip. Safe travels, Megan, and hopefully we will catch up with her while she's there and get an update after the competition and while she's enjoying some bratwurst and maybe not the beer. I, mean, I can't imagine Megan's quite into the German beer yet, but uh, <laughs> certainly some bratwurst. <laughs> All right. Well, wonderful to hear from Megan. I think we've got ourselves here, our own young rider dressage team, with you and Caroline and Megan. <laughs> yeah, that would be really awesome. Well, we're going to take a break now to hear from our friends over at Kentucky Performance Products. Glenn has some product news for us, so don't go away. We'll be back in a moment, and we have uh, Mary's Tip of the Week. Hi, everyone. Glenn the Geek here. Kentucky Performance Products has become a favorite of many listeners of the Horse Radio Network. They have a product that we want you to consider called Contribute. Take a listen to episode 14 of the Tack and Habit radio show, and you will hear a complete discussion on this product with Delia from Kentucky Performance Products. Contribute is the omega-3 fatty acid supplement that is so important to your horse's well-being. Contribute helps maintain soundness and longevity by protecting joints from damaging inflammation and sustains a strong immune response in horses of all ages. Learn all about omega-3 and 6 fatty acids and why they are so important by listening in at TackAndHabit.com, episode 14, or go to KPPUSA.com for more information. That's KPPUSA.com. 
Well, Mary, I, I believe you've got a great tip for us this week about preparing tax for the cold winter months. And it's really good advice because you really do have to prepare, especially if you're in the cold north like you are. Yes, it's very true, and, you know, we're preparing ourselves by bundling up and braving the cold months, but I think we need to do the same thing for our tax. So with the cold months rolling in, I think uh, the first great step is to evaluate the condition of your tax and then prepare it for the temperature change. Um, the first step, I think, really is looking over your tax, checking for wear and tear, stretching of the billets more specifically on your saddle, the connecting points of your reins, and the joints of your bridle. After checking these parts and the overall condition, I think that everybody should begin their winter remedy. And we all seem to have different products that we use and that we believe in. So, you know, you can go over all of your tack with a good basic soap, and then conditioner is what is probably the most important point, um, part, part, excuse me, um, for preparing your tack. The conditioner really will get in there and keep the moisture in and um, hopefully save it from breaking as the cold weather brings in, um, you know, a really sharp bite to the leather. Um, I think one other thing that you can do, um, just in addition to using your regular soap and conditioner, is using white vinegar. White vinegar is a remedy for so many things, and it's also really great for uh, using your your reins of your bridle as it dissolves unseen sweat and dander that comes from your horse's neck. Um, lastly, I think, again, we all retreat to the warm tack room during the winter months. And uh, I believe most people do keep their tack in this place, but some don't. I've seen people keep their tack in the cold all winter long. And um, it's, it's really a, a good move to keep your tack in a warm place as it keeps the leather soft and it will lengthen the life of your leather equipment. That's, That's great, great advice, advice, Mary. Mary. So, so with the white with the vinegar, white... tell us a little bit, how, how do you apply that? And do you put it in on the, on, on the leather for storage? Uh, you actually, what I've I've learned is that you can just apply a little bit of white vinegar to your sponge, and then you know uh, generously wipe it up and down your reins. And it um, because a lot of us will see that that white buildup that comes on your reins sometimes after a tough ride, um, or if your horse just has is particularly dirty that day, you'll see it on your reins. Um, so the vinegar really uh, gets down deep into the leather and dissolves it, unlike a lot of the saddle soap that it looks like it's gone, but sometimes it's just adding more buildup. So the vinegar, you know, really gives it a nice, your reins a nice clean slate, and then from there you can apply your soap and conditioner to keep the moisture in. What a great idea. I hadn't come across that before because, you know, back in the day, um, <laughs> it was only <laughs> years ago, you know, when I was putting leather away, when I was working professionally uh, with horses, we really only had um, Neatsfoot oil. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what you would use for storage. And it would come out, of course, out of storage really supple. Oh, I'm sure. You know, it, well, it was beautiful. And I'm sure it's it's widely still widely used today. But as you yes. said, there are so many product choices now, aren't there? For, yes, for there le- are. And every, everybody just seems to have a product of their choice. Yes, uh, absolutely. There's a lot of good products out there. And, uh, you know, if you have any tips like that, we'd love to hear from you. And you know, Mary's always got great tips when she comes on the show. But, you know, we've got listeners all over the world using a whole range of different products and services and so on with your horses. We'd love to hear from you. Just drop us a line over here uh, or go onto our Facebook page uh, and on on. Facebook fan page, I should say, and leave your comments there. If you've got any tips that we could share here on the uh, show, we'd love to hear from you. Well, Mary, before 
we go any further, I have to ask you because it's become a regular here on the Dressage Radio Show. If you listen to the past two episodes, we talk about iPhone apps and we ha- um, and recommend recommendations for iPhone apps. So, have you mm-hmm. got any any favorites? Oh yeah, I am glued to my iPhone. And um, besides Twitter and Facebook, which I've previously mentioned that I use religiously on my phone and on the computer, um, I. I guess my favorite app would have to be Pandora. It has nothing to do with horses, but Pandora is a music genome project, and um, it just continuously plays your... Um, you put you basically plug in a favorite artist or song, and it comes up with related music, and I listen to it all the time, out in the barn, with my headphones, in the car. And um, as long as you have, um, you know, good reception, it comes in beautifully, and you get to uh, listen to new artists all the time. Yeah, that's great. I know I have it on my iPhone. I can't say I listen to it as much as I could do, though, so maybe mm. I'll pay a, ten- a bit more attention to it now you've uh, reminded us. Do you have an iPad? I don't. Not yet. Not but yet. Christmas, Christmas is around the corner. It certainly is. There you go. There's the hint right here on the show, Joy, if you're listening to your daughter. <laughs> well, of course, the, the app of choice, it seems to be, with dressage riders, we heard from Patrick Kittle last week, we heard from Heather Blitz the week before, that Angry Birds it seems to be the game of choice yes. on iPad. Have you heard about it? <laughs> I listened to um, Patrick's interviewer when he was co-hosting with you, and I, I heard about this Angry Bird thing. It sounds a little bizarre, but maybe <laughs> maybe it's worth checking out. I, I'm told it's addictive. I I haven't downloaded it myself yet, but what I have downloaded, which did distract me beyond my bedtime the other night, was <laughs> jigsaws. Jigsaws with fine art, you know, because I enjoy oh. um, art. Um, I paint a little bit myself, and, and that's what I really enjoy. So I was looking at uh, jigsaw puzzles of Grandmaster's works of art which was fascinating so the, the ipad's marvelous of the things that you can do on ipad and, yeah. and, iPhone, and also you can use them on an iphone so if you get bored and you want to do a jigsaw puzzle you can download it on iphone there you go okay all right mary well you heard it here mary's choice application is um is the pandora music App, app on iPhone and yeah. let us know if you have a favorite we'd, we'd love to post them here on the show we we get up to all kinds of silly things here on the dressage radio show so why not share your iPhone or iPad app with us all right Mary well, we're just about running out of time do you want to tell everybody uh, how to reach us here on the show Sure. You can find our show notes on the website at www.dressageradio.com. Visit our fan page on Facebook if you just search Dressage Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio and Chris E. Stafford. And you can also follow me at Mary Dressage. And you can contact Chris at Chris at HorseRadioNetwork.com. You can also leave me a voicemail at 270-803-0025. And don't forget, we have a ton of other shows here on the Horse Radio Network. And we now have eight. Have you listened to the new Horses in the Morning show yet, Mary? Have you had a chance? I have not had a chance yet, but I've seen all the advertising, and I'm certainly intrigued and interested in listening to it. There you go. There's so many things you can do now and with this technology, and the new media is amazing. You can listen uh, to Horses in the Morning weekdays with Glenn and Jamie from 9 till 10.30 Eastern, and people are listening all over the world to that show. It's a light-hearted show. We want call-ins on that show. Uh, that's what it's really going to be all about, is uh, our listeners, and which, as I said, we have now in 43 countries, Mary. It's amazing. Incredible. It is. And, you know, before we go, Mary, I just want to mention one more thing. 
that we are going to get into a brand new feature here on the show. Do you remember last winter that we got into a quiz show? We, we, we had a quiz competition here. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, yes. That was so much fun. Heather Blitz um, par- sparring with um, Debbie McDonald's team. <laughs> and we're going to do that again. But we know what? We're going to take it to the next level this time, Mary. We're going to call it the Dressage Radio Show Challenge. And we're going to start off with a rider and a listener, two teams. So they'll be competing against one another, a rider and a listener. We're going to start off, of course, with our co-hosts. I think Heather has got someone in mind to partner, and uh, we hope for you, hopefully you'll find someone to partner with. And, and <laughs> yeah. a, a, a listener out there, I'm sure you've got lots of friends who listen to you on the show. I hope so. and we're going to set the questions here and have a competition where a little quiz competition it's all very friendly and all good fun and the winner then will go on to the next round and we're going to take this around the world so for any of you listening around the world if you know a, a dressage rider and if you're a listener and you want to come on the show, all you've got to do is just shoot me an email, chris at horseradionetwork.com, and uh, tell me how we can reach you. Um, it will be like a, a round robin, Mary, is, is really what it is. Is that, mm-hmm. what, is that what you would call it? Uh, I'm not sure I know what that is. A round robin. Okay, that may be a British term. It means... I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it what, is. what would you call it then when the winner goes on to the next round and the winner of that goes on to the next round? Oh, um, hmm. There may... Oh, I'll leave, that, leave you to think about that one, but... Uh, it just reminds me of Jeopardy. Oh, does it? Okay. Uh, yeah, sort of. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll keep this going over the winter. I think we'll start off, as I said, Heather has uh, got someone lined up and we hope you'll get someone lined up. And Debbie, of course, she was on the show last time with Adrian Lyle. Um, But you need to find if you're if you're a rider um, that we've had on the show, one of our top riders, um, all they all they will have to find is a listener. If you want to be on the show, if you want to pair up with one of those riders in this little friendly quiz competition, you just let me know. Chris at horseradionetwork.com. Or you can post that on our fan page, too, on Facebook. I I did actually post something on there already. So take a look at that and uh, send me your ideas. I think it should be fun. Are you uh, up for playing the game, Mary? I think so. (laughs) <laughs> it'll be a lot of, of a little hesitant, but uh, no, I think it'll be really great. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that over the winter month. Just to bring a little humor and entertainment here on the Dressage Radio Show. As if there's not enough already. As if there's not enough already. We all enjoy ourselves here, don't we, Mary? We do. All right. Well, we're just about running out of time here, but as usual, I will be back same time, same place next week. So until then... Thanks to everyone around the world for listening and enjoy your dressage.